Hello and welcome to the Agape Leaders Podcast. This week, we have a chat with Dr. Greg Mays. Before I get started this week, I want to say happy birthday to my father. And in fact, those of you who have been with the podcast for the length of time that we have been on, well over 250 episodes, you know that if a family member of mine has a birthday on a Monday or a Wednesday, then it becomes my goal, my hope, that I can honor them on that day. Now, I typically am talking about my wife, my daughter, my mom, my dad, and my four brothers. If I start to get into my nieces and nephews and uncles and aunts and the extended family like that, it, I, I could be only honoring those, those guys and not doing some of the other content that we have. But today I really want to spend a few minutes honoring my father. He turns 85 today. And to say that my dad has lived in, at some points a difficult life is an understatement. First of all, he had five sons. Now, I want to say this, and I'm talking to the moms and the dads out there who have multiple kids of the same gender. Here's why I'm honoring you in this moment. If you're a man and you have five sons, it is your responsibility to help them become men, men of honor men of integrity, high character, treating people well, because you're the example. Can I flip that? If you're a mom and you have multiple children who are all female, it becomes your responsibility to give them that example. Now there may be pushback on that and y'all know me, I don't care, right? The best person to show a girl how to become a woman, and I'm not talking about uh, women roles. I'm talking about things that only women experience. And you, you understand science, you know what I mean. But helping them to understand how do you process that? It takes a woman who's gone through that to help a young lady become a woman in that way. So, so I wanna honor those of you who have multiple kids of one gender. Now that doesn't mean that those of you who have two, two boys and one girl, I get all that. But right now, my focus is those people, especially my mother-in-law had five girls. And my father had five boys. And so I just wanna honor them in this quick moment. Shout out to you because that is a big responsibility. So I turn back to my father to share with you just a couple of stories, maybe some stories that he doesn't even realize heavily impacted my life. One that I know for sure he does know and remember was in 1981-82 timeframe. I don't remember, I think we were about to go to Louisiana for Christmas or something like that. I don't remember where we were going, but we were driving on the military base uh, in Hurlburt Field, Fort Walton Beach, Florida. There was a box 
out in the middle of the room. It wasn't a cardboard box. It was a box that belonged to the unit that he was a part of. And he saw the box and drove past it to the gate because this is before cell phones. So, and it wasn't a small box, it was big. He drove past it, stopped at the gate where a military facilities, there's a gate and there's a gate guard. You can't just go on and off on your own. You have to have proper identification. Back in those days, your car had to be registered and you had to have a, a sticker and that's how they would allow you to come onto the base. Well, he stopped and went in to use their phone. Now, at first, I didn't know exactly what was going on. He said, oh, that box shouldn't be there. I heard him say that. Then when he pulled over and stopped at the gate and went inside and used their phone and came back out and we were driving off, he explained that box shouldn't be there and somebody needs to come pick it up. It may have fallen off a truck and they may not even realize that it's there. But I always remembered that. And then as I grew older and I was, gosh, at that stage of the game, I'm almost 18 years old. So I wasn't a little kid. Now, when I walk past something, I'll pick it up. If I see something that's out of place, I'll go and I'll fix that. I remember I was in Washington State and I was participating in the annual leadership development assessment course, which is a part of ROTC program in order for you to get commission from through ROTC, you have to go through this program. It's like a 30 day, 32 day program for the students. Now, I don't know how it is today. I know how it was in 2005 when I was there. And I remember driving past the army physical fitness uh, test area. That's what I was working. That's where I was working. And we didn't have any tests that day. And I noticed the way that we had set it up, uh, the cart, the tarp had come up. And I remember seeing that and I immediately went back to the time my father had done what he did with that box. And I pulled my car aside and I went over and I fixed the problem. Now, if I would have driven past that, nobody would have been, they would have never said, well, I can't believe that Major Mays let this stay. They would have never known. But I knew, and the example that my father had shown me came through right there in that moment. So I want to once again say to you, Dad, thank you for that example. That's the type of thing that we need to be doing for our kids, but also our students, people that we are mentors for. You need to be given an example for them to follow. I'm reminded in the Bible and I'm, I'm, I'm going over to the book of John. And many of you right away, as soon as I say the book of John, you know exactly where I'm going. Jesus Christ is, Jesus Christ is washing the feet of his disciples. And the Bible tells us that at verse 12, John 13, verse 12, it says, when he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example 
that you should do as I have done for you. Jesus Christ set an example for us to follow service. My dad set an example. He wasn't even trying to set an example. He was doing the right thing. And it was an example for me now to follow for years to come. And I continue to have that in my head. And it seems like a small thing, but it's not a small thing. It's a big thing because now behind me, maybe somebody sees me do something and it seems like, oh, it's just the right thing to do, but they never thought about that. And now they're beginning to do simple things like maybe picking up some trash that, that they saw. Well, no one else is going to get, let me go ahead and do that. So I want to thank my father for that. I want to give you one more story. I never forget this. It was so important. I was a little kid and I loved croquet. I loved playing and I wasn't very good at it, especially compared to my brothers. If you have uh, picked up my book, Practical Leadership Lessons from an Average Leader, then if you read chapter six of that book, you will learn about my kind of my upbringing, maybe less about my upbringing and just the relationship dynamic that existed between my brothers and I. My dad, I never forget this. He was about to be assigned to Japan and we were going to go to Japan later. I don't even remember how much time passed because I was in the first grade. So I would imagine, well, I finished the first grade at that school. So I would imagine we went ahead or he went ahead while we finished school for that school year. And then we were going to follow in the summer. My dad came to me and he said, all right, Greg, when you get to Japan, I'm going to be ready for some croquet. Now he may not even remember he said that, but I've never forgotten. I'm 59 years old. At that point, it was 1971 time frame, the end of 1971. So I was probably going on seven years old. And I still remember to this day that my dad remembered, or he at least honored the fact that I loved playing croquet and I wasn't very good at it, but I did enjoy playing it. And that's what he said. And I held on to that. Now, I don't even remember if we ever played croquet. I don't ever remember being disappointed for not playing it. But I do remember him saying that to me. That was a big deal. It is important for fathers to affirm and to honor their children. I want to go to the Bible one more time, and then I'm going to turn this over into a final kind of honoring and dedication to my dad. But in Ephesians chapter 6, we see that Paul is teaching us how to honor our parents. But then he turns and he gives, he gives something to the fathers. Watch what he says in Ephesians chapter 6 at verse 4. He says, fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. It is important for you, fathers, 
to bring your children, sons and daughters up in the training and understanding of the Lord. You have a big role to play. You know, many people have done studies and they tell you that there's almost no difference between a child who has a mother and a father raising them and a child who only has a father raising them, there's almost no noticeable difference in the outcome of how the successes that they can have. But children who come from single parent mother only households, the, the data shows that those are the kids that tend to have a lot of trouble. Now, there's going to be many of you because we live in a triggered society. If somebody says something, we don't try to understand what they're saying. We just, oh, you meant this. I do not mean that a person who is being raised by a mother only cannot have any success. Never said it. What I am saying is the studies have shown. If you look at the numbers, fatherlessness, that's where you see a high number of kids who are in prison, who are juvenile delinquents, who drop out of school. The father is that important. And so I'm honoring my father today. My dad raised five black boys starting in 1958. I was born in 1964 and I'm the youngest. If you know your history, and I was born in Texas. Four, me and three of my brothers were born in Texas. My oldest brother was born in New Orleans, Louisiana. So if you understand that we lived in the South in the heat of the civil rights movement, we lived in the South where segregation was very prevalent. To now look at my brothers and I, and to see that three of us hold doctorate level degrees and all five of us have at least a bachelor's degree. You need to understand that is no small feat. And I want to thank God, first of all, and I want to thank my dad and my mom. My dad for being there, showing us an example. My dad was the president of the band parents group at Bozier High School. My dad was the president of the Little League Baseball organization there at Barksdale Air Force Base. My dad always tried to be a part of whatever we were doing. He tried to make sure that he was in that. Why? Because he understood that a father needs to be present. I noticed, Dad, thank you for all that you did we're not even worried about perfection. We're worrying about affection. You were there to the best of your ability. Thank you. As you celebrate 85 years today, and I know some of your medical issues, I want you to celebrate them with a smile on your face, knowing that you did set a good example, that your sons now are thriving as adults. 
And none of us are perfect. We all have areas that we need to improve. But thank you for fighting. Thank you for taking care of us. Thank you for putting food on the table. Thank you for putting a roof over our head. Thank you for putting us first before yourself in certain circumstances to make sure that we had everything that we needed. I appreciate you. I love you. Happy birthday. Well, that's all we have for this week's Agape Leaders podcast. I want to thank you for listening and allowing me to honor my father in this way. I'd like to pray for him right now. I'd like to pray for you. And then I will get us out of here. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for my dad. Thank you that you would allow him to to be the man who raised me. I know that uh, I could have been raised by any other number of billions of people, but you chose Walter Leon Mays. Thank you for that. I've learned so much from him. You've taught me so many lessons. And there were so many times, so much growth that I have had. The man who I am today. Thank you, Lord, for my dad. I'm praying for his health. I know he's got some health issues, but I'm praying that you will allow him to continue to press, continue to to live this life in front of him, Lord God. Thank you so much. Now, Father, I pray for this listener. I pray specifically for this person here, Lord, who has a need for you. Maybe they are a father and they want to do better by their kid. Maybe they are a kid and their father is absent or their father doesn't understand his role. Pray for them, Lord, that you would encourage them, that you would bring their father uh, into right standing, or even, Lord God, bring a strong father figure that they can look to to get to, to receive that affirmation and to move forward, Lord. Thank you so much for all that you do in and through this person's life. Continue to strengthen them, continue to give them wisdom, continue to give them endurance that they may withstand whatever you call them to withstand, and they can do that in your name. Now, as always, Father, I continue to pray for Agape Leaders, this organization. I want to pray for Bitches Niche, uh, so much that Jessica does for Agape Leaders. Lord, I pray that you would bless Bitches Niche. So thank you, Lord, for that. As always, Father, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Like I said, that's all we have for this week's Agape Leaders Podcast. Until next time, you have a blessed week.